When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Vernomatic Productions. Are you ready? Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York. We are gold. And heard around the world by metalheads just like you. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Heavy metal music. Your weekly dose of metal music, interviews, album reviews, news, and more. Want to be part of the show? Send us a message through our website, MetalMayhemROC.com. Or hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Search Metal Mayhem ROC. It's getting nice and heavy. And now, welcome tonight's host, John the Vernomatic Verno. Good evening, everybody. As always, brand new content drops on Thursday nights, but this week it's a beginning of the week special edition. I have in studio Metal Mayhem ROC correspondent Southern Cal. I have on Zoom Ian O'Rourke, and I have on the cell phone Metal Mark James. We're gathering tonight because we just got done celebrating one hell of a week here at Metal Mayhem ROC. We had our concert that we promoted with Raven. Southern Cal flew up from the beaches of Melbourne to catch an Iron Maiden show. And Mark James and Ian O'Rourke got their asses to Rochester. And we had a big old family reunion. And we're here tonight to share all our memories and our reflections of one hell of a week. So we're excited. We wanted to get it out to you real soon. So without wasting any more time, let me welcome my correspondent, good friend, and from the beach of Melbourne, Southern Cal. How are you, Cal? Oh, I'm doing good, Vern. So nice to be in town, the school weather. We had some great gigs this week. It's been a, a world derby. It's just been crazy. Ian O'Rourke, how you doing, man? How's Central New York for you, bud? What's going on, brother? Glad to be here. Hell of a show the other night. Glad I got a chance to see everybody in person for a first time. That was a blast. Mark James, you uh, rebounding well from uh, your metal overdose up here in the rock? Uh, I tell you what, man, I, I had a great time. And, uh, yeah, I'm still kind of recovering in a way, but uh, I, I just, uh, <laughs> what a week. And it was a great, it was definitely a great evening. And I'll be, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm excited to be sharing some stories with you later tonight here on the show about my backstage meeting with the with the bands. Well, we're going to give you about another five or ten minutes to recoup, and we're going to bring both you and Ian back onto the show. But we just wanted to say hello, so hang tight. We'll be back with you, bud. Yep, no problem. So, like I was saying, this was a monumental week for all of us here at Metal Mayhem ROC. Our uh, first solo-promoted show, we brought Raven and Riot Act up here to town, uh, showcase show up at the Photo City Music Hall we uh, had a chance to go see Iron Maiden. Like I said, my correspondents all gathered. It was fantastic. You know, a lot of times we interact with everyone via Zoom or telephone, but everyone took the extra effort to get here, so it was a great celebration. But this week really started on Tuesday night. 
we had an event at the Record Archive up here in Rochester. They have a heavy metal happy hour uh, the first Tuesday of every month. They have live bands playing. Some of the jocks are from the store are playing metal, and it's just a big celebration. So it happened to be two nights before the Raven show up here. So I set it up with John Gallagher of Raven to have him call in from Chicago, again, two nights before our show, just to shoot the shit. We took a few calls from uh, listeners and people in the audience, and it was a great way, a promotional tool to sell some tickets, but it's a way for all of us Rochester metalheads to get to know each other a little more. They had a local band. Uh, I, I believe the name of the band was Baba Baga. Uh, don't quote me on it, but they kicked ass, and it was, again, just a nice communal celebration. So that's what started our metal week. And we really got into high gear when my buddy Southern Cal, well, I'll let him tell the story. Southern Cal came up to Rochester. Cal, hand it over to you. What, tell us about your journey up to the rock. Well, let's say it. we started at 5 o'clock in the morning, uh, traveled to Orlando, got on the plane, flew into Rochester, Got off the plane, took a quick nap, and on uh, on the road, two and a half hours up to Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, the old Cops Coliseum for the Iron Maiden show. Uh, yeah, so Cale uh, and I have been seeing Maiden shows together for uh, well over 40 years. Actually, our 40-year anniversary. Right, there we go. Celebrating o- the 40. October uh, 82, Cale and I, part of the Penfield Poser Death Squad, went and saw Priest and Maiden, Number of the Beast Number tour, the Beast. and we haven't stopped since. So I have flown to Florida. Kale has come to, when I went to school in Canada in the late 80s, we've met in Jersey. So Kale got up here. We went up, we went up and saw the Legacy of the Beast show again. Um, let's start with, let's give a quick review, the pluses of this. Again, Cops Arena in Hamilton, Ontario, 15,000 people. Uh, one of those older type venues, very high seats. Kale and I were down low, Dave Murray side, very close. Thank God. But, yeah, but the place was jam-packed. At one point when Bruce uh, uh, said hello to the crowd, he was asking, "Who? where are people from? And you saw up in the crowd Brazilian flags. Oh, yeah. A Portugal flag. And yeah, what was that one guy? Had a Bangladesh? Bangladesh or something. There was at least... I would say 10 different flags. You know, the Canadian flag was flying, of course. There was an American flag. But a lot of international um, listeners and followers that were there, there was a little uh, Brazilian, little anarchy going on in the Brazilian (laughs) section for a minute there. Some uh, stage diving or whatever was going on there. There there was stage diving. There was a pit. There was was, a pit. That's for sure. um, In the Brazil zone. Yes. Um Again, Maiden never short on theatrics. The the stage was great. The lights, um, you know, the, the, there's no more pro outfit out there touring than Iron Maiden. Oh, the, you know, they definitely deliver a stage show for sure. There's nothing uh, nothing spared. Definitely pyrotechnics, props, everything. Now, okay, I'm not that get-off-my-long-guy-play-the-hits and nothing else because I enjoy going to see these bands and hearing the new music. My objection on this was they opened the show with the first three songs off the new album. I understand they want to play new music. They're artists and they want to play their craft. I don't need to hear the first 22 minutes of the set being um, new music. 
I would like to see them come out with a punch, maybe one, two punch of some killer shit, and then just say, hey, we're going to play a couple new songs, check this out, and then spread it out throughout the show. But that's not what we got. John, what, what's, um, what's your interpretation? I know you feel a lot of that like me. but Interestingly enough, uh, the last time we saw them, they opened up with Aces High. This year, when we saw them, Wednesday, they closed with Aces High. I um I feel the same. The, the 22 minute uh, it all kind of blended into one song. You felt almost like a, is this a new song? Are they still playing the same song? Uh, all off the new album, Sungetsu. I, I you know I always love Maiden. This isn't my favorite Maiden album. I'd like to see him go back to maybe playing some shorter songs, especially on uh, when you're doing a show. Maybe replace uh two songs two 10 minute songs with four or five minute songs you know let's and come out with a burner to start the show it was very long and drawn out let's say and so by the end of those three songs it was almost like a uh not that i was asleep but they put me into a trance let's say and then they finally kicked it into gear with revelation so now let me ask you and be honest with me how familiar are you with those first three songs i have listened to sun Getsu, i think twice could I tell you the name of the songs? No. I, okay. I've listened to the album, like I said. I want to see him go back to playing some shorter songs, some more burners, you know. The, these epic tales, I, they've, I think it's run its course maybe with Maiden, especially over the last maybe four albums. Although I do like uh, the song Passchendaele. That's a great tune, you know. Oh, uh, Dance of Death. Dance yeah. of Death. So, you know, I would like to see him maybe cut back on the epics and just Give us these burners in our face, Iron Maiden burners. Get rid of the props. Shorten the breaks. Keep one set. We don't need all that sometimes, but that's part of the Maiden show now. Um, Very theatric for sure. Uh, One of the things I thought was a plus on this, they brought Dusted Off Blood Brothers from A Brave New World. Uh, You know, I enjoy that. Like when they do songs like The Klansmen, I don't really need to hear that anymore. And like what John was talking about. Instead of spending nine minutes on the Klansman, why don't you throw in uh, 22 Acacia Avenue and then maybe, um, you know, Flash of the Blade or something. Or I'm, I'm like, I've been a Maiden fan since I first heard Killers. You know, the number of the beast wasn't out yet. You know, please play one song besides Iron Maiden, you know, off of one of those albums. Give me one song off of either one of those albums that, you know, the fans like us still like to see, those us old school guys, you know. We're... We're still going to buy the new stuff because we're Maiden fans, but give us a, something older, you know, and just change it up a little bit, you know. Before we wrap this up, what I have to say about Maiden is they are such a global act, and it's a generational act. You know, not everyone has seen them as much as we have. There's young people that are discovering Maiden that want to hear that, that want to hear Fear of the Dark. and It's a good live song, but I've just seen it enough, you know. It's like Maiden's Stairway to Heaven. Well, quit seeing them twice a year every year, okay? You fly all over the goddamn globe. so International. 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 So it was, besides seeing Maiden, it was a treat having Southern Cal up here. That started our week. But that was just the beginning. Let's get our two cats, um, Ian and Mark, up on here because the meat and the potatoes of the week was the Raven Show up here in Rochester. Ian... Welcome to the show again. How you doing, my friend? What's going on, my brother? Glad to be here with you in Southern Cal. The international man of mystery, apparently. <laughs> Bond. James Bond. 
That's it. We're up here in Rochester. Ian lives about two hours east of us, and he decided um, he was going to come up and hang out with us. What do you think of uh, your interpretation of Rochester, hanging out with all of us, uh, Raven, the whole scene? Give us your your interpretation. So first off, getting in, getting to hang with you, getting to hang with Metal Mark all day. Meeting everybody that's in the MMROC clan. I mean, it was just a blast, man. A lot of good people, you know, people that uh, knew who we were by name coming up to us and saying hi, just, you know, to say hi because they've heard us either on one of the podcasts or mentioned in the chat room on the radio show, whatever the case may be. But uh, first thing I got to say is, what a show and what a great presentation of the whole spectrum of metal in one way, shape or form. You know, I mean, you had displacer with their power metal sound, you had wicked getting in there and they had a little bit more of a hard rock pop metal kind of sound, but still freaking heavy and tight. Then you get riot act Rick Ventura and the boys. I mean, near and dear to all of our hearts, you know, the band Riot, and then top it all off with the Brothers and Raven. I mean, it was just covered all the bases, covered everything. You know, the only thing that would have been missing was, you know, maybe having uh, Bathory come over and do some early death metal, you know, and that would have topped it <laughs> off. But it was um, it was really just fantastic, you know. And, and I want to say John Gallagher and his brother, true, true gentlemen, yeah. Um, just real genuine guys when you're meeting with him, talking with him. As soon as you get introduced to him, he didn't forget my name every time he saw me. Mm-hmm. I'd walk by him, he'd say, Ian, Ian, Ian. You know, he'd gesture me every time. Handshakes and, you know, glad to see you. You know, hope to see you again kind of thing yeah. after the show and stuff. So they seem real legit. The other topper for me, too, was uh, I presented Rick Ventura. You know, I had given people that don't know I didn't get a chance to go see Raven in New Jersey with Verno and uh, Metal Walt uh, back in the, the was it spring? Springtime? Uh, last fall. Oh, last fall. fall. Last fall. fall. I'm sorry. That's right. But I did present a uh, Motor Lord CD to uh, Vern to give to uh, John Gallagher and the boys, you know, just a way to, you know, say hey and whatnot. So I presented uh, Rick Ventura with uh, a the last CD that I had available in my possession. And uh, that was really cool. You know, shaking hands, talking with him and stuff. Uh, Ian, uh, John wants to ask you something, John. Uh, Ian, this this just in, I just got a text from Quathorn's management. We are going to try to set up an interview with him and uh, maybe get Bathory into town here. (laughs) That would be, wouldn't that be something? That would be rage. All right, Ian. Oh, we'll check. We'll, we'll ch- I did see uh, you speaking with uh, Rick, and then I had a Ian came over to me, and he was like a little kid on Christmas. I'm like, all right, just settle down. It's a long night. Just you know, hey. don't be total fanboy. So I know. Um, uh, Metal Mark, Metal Mark James. Now Raven, one of your all-time favorite bands. Tell us your your impression of the Rock and meeting Raven. Well, let me tell you some. First of all, uh, it's the first show I've been in the Rochester since the late 90s, early 2000s, for starters. And I really miss coming there. And uh, 
when I heard that you were bringing them there, I ha- I had to, I I wanted to go, so I'm glad I did. And you know, the whole night was just amazing from start to finish. I mean, it was a triple plus 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 across the board. I mean, the staff and management at at Fuldo City Music Hall, all the bands were great. You know, you know, and, and I'm meeting your sons. They're cool guys. You know, and uh, I I met so many people that I knew from you know from the chat room and. and on, of course, on Facebook and all that, and um, you know, and and also it was really cool to g- be given all access to go backstage and hang out with the bands and talk with them. And one particular part of the evening, I was backstage talking to John and Mark. Um, I wish I had recorded it on my phone. It was kind of like a little little hi- history, you know, like the, some history stuff from the past. Like, when I brought up the fact that they formed in 1974, Mark looked at me, you know, he had an astonished look on his face. He's like, yeah, that's right. We were high school kids when we were starting out, you know? <laughs> yeah, sometimes they forget that shit, but, you know. Yeah, well, th- th- well. That's your forte, Mark. You're always quick with the uh, anecdotes and the fact-checking, so. Uh, yeah, I- and, um, yeah, so you know, we're backstage talking, you know, and, and one thing, you know, one thing is, you know, I waited for them to let them take care of the business. Um, Mark was finishing dinner. John was getting his base ready, you know, so I, I waited patiently, you know, but I, I talked to Mark, you know, while he was eating, but, you know, but I waited till they were done with what, you know, eating and working on his guitar, and, and then they signed all my CD booklets, which was great, and Mike, we, we can't forget Mike Heller, the drummer. He's an amazing, amazing drummer. Um, Mike has been in a lot of bands, in fact, He's also in a death metal band from New York City called Malignancy, and they played Rochester before, and they played Buffalo before, and he's an incredible drummer. He really is. So I'm glad John and Mark got him because he's just an amazing drummer. I said you got to talk with him. He signed my booklets as well. He goes, when he said, he goes, you sure you want me to sign uh, the booklets that I, on the albums that I was not on? I said, dude, you're part of the Brotherhood. Sign them. <laughs> <laughs> what, what am I going to what am I going to do? Call Wacko Hunter up and have him come up and, and sign himself? <laughs> no, That's no. not going to happen. You're right. You Mike, Mike Heller is a great dude, and he's a fantastic. You're correct on that part, too. He's a fan, fantastic drummer. Mark, let me ask you. Now, they were, they were uh, celebrating the 40th year of Wiped Out. What part of the set did you appreciate and enjoy the most of the music they played? Oh, boy. Well, it's a tough question. Uh, well, first of all, the wiped out portion of the set was phenomenal. I mean, they nailed every song from the album from start to finish. You know, they even improvised and did some uh, longer jams on some of their songs. You know, and then they included some bonus goodies for the fans as well. And um, in fact, I'm looking at a picture of the set list. Um, that I posted on Facebook the other night. What I did was I took a picture of the set list. Bill the Rager's brother was holding the set list in his hand, and he was over by me by the merch table. So I, I go up to his brother. I said, can I take a picture of the set list? He's like, sure. So I took a picture of the set list, and I posted it on Facebook. Mm. So, and um, But, yes, it's, it, to answer your question, yeah, the whiteout set was great. I mean, it, it, I mean – and then, all, of course, all the bonus tracks that they threw in uh, in the set as well. You know, stuff from the new uh, Metal City, and uh, yeah, it's just 
it was everything I was expecting. I, I just, you know, <laughs> I, I've heard the White Out album so many times, and of course, I was familiar with the new record, and I even bought some merch at their table. I, I bought that four CD uh, over the top edition of Rocket to Your Drop. I bought that one, and I bought the Party Killer CD, which is a CD full of cover songs. And that was an import release that I didn't have before. So, and, and of course, I bought a Raven cap, and plus, plus the infamous shirt I bought from you, John, and which I appreciate very much. Uh, the the Metal Mayhem RLC Raven shirt that you guys were selling. Yeah. So, uh, well, well, thank yeah, you. Was, sounds like you emptied. Sounds like you emptied the piggy bank there, bro. You went above and yeah. beyond. I went to the ATM. I went to the ATM and took out some cash, and I spent like a lunatic. All right, that's <laughs> great. Hey, Ian. Uh, now it's been noted several occasions on the history of metal series that we both navigate your love and fondness and inspiration for the band Riot. Now, R Riot Act is indirectly an offshoot of that project. It's Rick Ventura and uh, his new band. What did you think of Riot's set? Would you pull out of it? And any lasting memories that you could share with us? The only song that would have been fun to see them pull off or as an add-in with that set list would have been like Outlaw. I would have liked to have heard that. But everything that they did, they hit heavy. You know, they started out with Rock City. Mm -hmm. You know, they hit, you know, jumped into Swords of Tequila and, you know, hit Alter the King and, you know, all these great tunes. And it was just... I was talking with uh, Bill the Rager uh, after they got done. And I said, I go, you know, as great as, you know, and listen, we know this because we were there for sound checking and everything else that was done. Listening to Mark Gallagher's guitar sound, I was like, yeah, it's good. It's heavy. Uh, he's got to fill a lot of space against the bass being, you know, the three piece and stuff like that. But, uh, the guitar sound that Rick Ventura was getting and the way that he was playing was just, you know, the only thing that would have been better if Mark Vialli was still alive and he was there on stage with him, you know, but it, it was really, they sounded great. And if you closed your eyes, you would have swore that Guy Speranza was singing. That's how good the singer was. He was nailing those freaking notes, man. John, John, um, at the end of the night, we were talking with with John Gallagher, saying our goodbyes and everything. What did he share with you? Well, the one uh, one of the things that he uh, mentioned was um, Ian had asked. There was the uh, the singer and the bass player from Riot Act in there, along with John, and he asked him, uh, you know, on a on the scale, oh, you know, where are we on the tour as far as how as everything was, and the singer from Riot said number one right out and. Uh, that was nice to hear. You know, you want to hear that the effort you did was good, and these guys thought that you had done the best with hospitality, the best with the uh, um, the arena, and everything like that, that you had covered all the bases for these guys, and they truly enjoyed their time here in Rochester. Well, I, I appreciated that acknowledgement, and, and I've made this joke several times. It must be the Italian in me, <laughs> you know? Send them, uh, you, you know, uh, we did full catering. And then while Raven was jamming, there's Ian and I in the back dressing room of the green room, packaging up all the food into goes, labeling it, cleaning the room so that when they came off stage, 
It was like the, 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 their green room was clean. Their food was to go. Because, folks, these guys, they travel. It's a DIY operation. They're setting up their own amps. They have four guys, three guys in the band. And Joey, the tour manager, doubles or triples. Triples is the driver and the merch guy. And there he was. You know, we had a merch merch table set up that my son Danny was operating. The uh, Wicked and the Placer crew was there. The, um, you know, it was all in, in close quarters. So it was that type. This Now, this was a 500 cap room. But it's an old kind of, uh, I dare I say, elegant surroundings. They had carpets and chandeliers and... A couple of that well, the disco ball. Yeah. So, um, needless to say, it was a fantastic night all the way around. I feel very proud to represent Rochester in this light, Photo City in this light, and most importantly, for the metal community of the rock to come out and support. Ian, you want to contribute something? I just wanted to make sure that I acknowledge and threw out a big thank you to the Vernomatic for right before Raven hit the stage playing motor Lord for the crowd. So that way they could all partake in a little bit of central New York, uh, heavy metal as well. So that was, that was very much appreciated and kudos to you, brother. We, we, we love you. Yeah. I love you too, my friend. Uh, Mark, before we get going, anything last parting shots you want to contribute? Well, again, I, I just want to thank you again, John, for inviting me and Ian, uh, to, which, which I probably think will be a concert that will be etched in my memory for a very long time. Um, like I said, everything was top-notch from start to finish. And also, special thank you for two things. Number one, that picture of me outside the infamous recording studio. And number two, making sure that I got home back on the train when Uber screwed up on me. <laughs> oh, my friend, you know, that's, again, the Italian in me. We can't be... Uh, leaving you waiting for a, a train at five yeah. in the morning with a closed cl- yeah. train station. And um, also, and thank you to Ian for staying up with me at his hotel room. And we talked, we talked about music for about two and a half hours until, until you showed up. So that was great. Well, Mark, um, you're, you're welcome. And let's not wait longer to get together. You're part of the, Absolutely. you're part of the metal mayhem ROC family. And we're proud to have you there. So, Absolutely. I, I definitely will be back without any questions. All right, Mark. Have a great night, buddy. Thanks. You too. Okay. All right, Ian, listen, uh, breaking news. Metal Mayhem ROC correspondent Metal Walt from New Jersey called me this afternoon as we tape this. It's um, uh, 7.30 on Saturday night. He's on his way from from New Jersey to Albany for the Judas Priest concert. He's going to be calling in later tonight with a review and I will have that at the end of this episode. But he just uh, sent both Ian and I a picture of Metal Walt with Eddie Jackson backstage at the show. Now, Metal Walt gets creative with his credential assembly when he goes to these shows. And there he is. And what, what's the latest? Um, oh, Not just that, brother. There <laughs> he is hanging out with the Metal God, too. Uh, where's the Metal God? Holy fuck. Look at that. Right next to him. <laughs> metal Walt with the metal goddamn, guy. Goddamn celebrity. He goes, uh, Ian asked him, hey, is that a fake pass? He goes, yes, sir. Walked right into Rob's dressing room. So I will be tweeting these pictures so you can walk along with it. 
And we're going to let you go, but thank you for taking the time and the effort to get up to the rock and to hang out with us, my man. Thank you again, brother. And Southern Cal, nice to put a uh, face to the name, even though I've seen your picture a million times. But uh, glad I got a chance to meet you in person, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to see each other again someday. Yeah, I feel the same, Marshall. It was great to meet you, too. I'll talk soon, bud. Take care. Bye. Later. Okay, Cal. Well, that's about it. Any uh, parting shots? Um... Well, I just want to mention real quick. I mean, there was a lot of great things about the show. Both Wicked and Displacer were great. Um, I was very, very impressed with Riot Act. The uh, the Altar of the King just blew me away. And like Ian said, that could have been Guy Speranza up there singing if you closed your eyes. That that dude was nailing it. Yeah. Sounded great. The Raven show was great. I liked uh, the special part for me, I guess, was when they did uh, 2021 when Galler John got his uh, eight-string bass out. You know, I play the bass. So uh, that's that song to me. I mean, that's the wiped out stuff. It was great. Yeah. Great show. It was nice to meet the band. It was great to hear that how happy they were with everything, you know, from uh, the drummer from Raven, Mike, Mike, Mike Heller. Mike Heller from, I asked him, I said, you know, I heard you were vegetarian and, you know, the salad and how was the salad? And he, he so appreciated the fact that you went to the effort not only to get it, but to send them options of restaurants <laughs> and stuff like that. And when you hear things like that and the band is happy with everything, it just makes, um, Makes it everything more worthwhile. Um, T. Landers, our friend Todd Landers, uh, brother of Billy the Rager. I haven't seen him in probably 35 years. It was great to see him at the show. The kid had a three-mile smile on his face the entire time. He was wrecking his neck. Met the band, talked to the band, got autographs. Uh, For me, that was a, a kind of a highlight of the show to see T. out there. It was great. So thanks again, Vernal, for everything. It was It was an awesome time. And, uh, you know, kind of, kind of wanted to spend it any other way than I did while I was here in town. Well, uh, you're welcome, Cal, and thank you for making the effort to get up here. Oh, it's a no problem at all. Viable part of our team. That's Southern Cal. You can hear him every Monday night on the Metal Mayhem ROC live radio show. And he contributes the Metal Minute, and he's always taking steps to begin be a bigger part of this show. So, um, we're like I mentioned before, I'm just waiting uh, to catch up with Metal Walt. He's going to have a review of tonight's second date of the uh, fall Firepower Judas Priest tour with Queensryche, and they're specializing with some of that Screaming for Vengeance material. So we'll be catching up with you in just a minute, right after this. Attention, Metalheads. Since we launched in 2019, Metal Mayhem ROC has been the go-to source for metalheads to talk about and hear the music they love. We can't thank you enough for being part of the family. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, hit subscribe so you know when we go live. Plus, tell folks why you like to listen when you leave a rating and review. If you're listening on another platform, head over to podchaser.com and type in Metal Mayhem ROC in the search bar. Hit subscribe, then rate the show and leave a comment on why you get your metal fix from the Vernomatic and his guests. Metal Mayhem ROC. Now, back to the show. Okay, so our uh, Metal Week continues as uh, one of our own, Metal Walt from our team. Just tonight, I have him in the car. He just left the Judas Priest Queensryche show in Albany, New York. 
second stop on the extended, extended, extended firepower history of the 50 years of metal tour. Hey, Metal Walt, how are you, man? How uh, Give us the lowdown. What's going on, man? Oh, man, man, I got so much adrenaline. I got a two-hour, 15-minute drive home right now, but, man, I am so pumped from this night. It was one of those last-minute decisions at 4 o'clock to jump in the car and go. The evening was clear. I did it. So, man, show is great in and of itself, but I will tell you this. Um, I struck gold and, and somehow got there early enough, and one of the doors was open in the backside of the arena. And um, this has nothing to do with the show itself. So I see the door open. I parked in this dirt parking lot. And I go in the arena, and it's like where catering is. So I just walk in, and I'm like, oh, check this out. This is the underbelly of the hockey arena, and they're cooking. I hear all kinds of music going on. So I'm like, you know what? Nobody's here really asking me not to be here, so I'm going to walk around. So I walked around. I actually did a couple laps underneath, and there's all the rafters. Like, you're seeing all the equipment and the stage here, tons of guys in and out with passes. So I'm heading over there. I, I hit the head real quick. There's a real nice woman there. How are you tonight? We're talking about the weather, and there's these double doors that are closed. So I just open them up, and I walk down this hallway, and I hear music playing. I hear the song Screaming for Vengeance being played by the band. And as I walk down this hall, it's a little maybe like 20 by 20 closet room, and there's Scott Travis with a little tiny kit and the four, the, the, the four musicians tuning up and Andy Sneap is leading the way he's like no 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 guys we gotta do this let's start it again you can tell he was kind of like the orchestrator yeah and the four of them just look at me and I kept going <laughs> and as I'm walking down the hall I see the Queensryche room these guys are hanging out and then uh, the best of it is as I'm going down the hall I see this guy sitting outside one door and I hear Rob's voice but I don't see him so I quickly went around the lap again, and I said, you know what? I'm going to go in there and say hi to Rob. You know, no harm, no foul. What's the worst case? He says he can't have time for me. So there I am. I walk in. I see Rob. I said, hey, Rob. I said, uh, can I quick, quick photo with you? Yeah, yeah, come on in, mate. Came in. He gave me the fist pump. There was no handshakes or anything. Real tall dude, man, I got to say. Much bigger than I thought. Mm -hmm. You know, he was in his uh, street clothes, his black shorts, and his black T-shirt. And... Uh, Told him I was up there, took a two-hour ride, and, uh, you know, to come to see the show. And, and he was happy, gave me a big smile. We took a couple pictures, did the fist pump in return. He says, heavy metal, man, heavy fucking metal. <laughs> and I was on my way. Uh, well, as I'm on my way out, who walks out but Eddie Jackson? So I stop Eddie. Eddie, what's up, man? Hey, hey, hey. And he's like, yeah, quick picture. He's like, I'm actually starving. I'm going down to the catering room. I want to get a pile of dessert. Biggest smile on his face. Then down comes the other way. I see Andy Sneap. I meet him. The only guys I didn't get to say hello to were Scott and Richie because they went in to eat, and they were back there for quite a while. So I didn't want to go there and, and nag them. And at that point, the show was ready to start. But, man, what an introduction to that, all by accident. <laughs> I'm real excited to hear the review of the show, but a couple quick questions. One, um, obviously, you said no one checked your credentials. Obviously, you're acting the part. No one's going to bother yeah. you. Um, Rob didn't say anything like, how'd you get back here? Or it just doesn't matter. Or you're just being cool. And you know what? It was, there was, it, it was a chilled vibe. There weren't many people. All these like road crew guys were just looking at their phones. You know what? I just politely looked at Rob waved and, and I didn't, I didn't want to get in there and, and monopolize his time. I said, Rob, can I, time for a quick photo. And he says, yeah, 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 come in. And that was it. 
five, ten words, quick photo. I was in and out in 50 seconds. Yeah. I said, that's the way to do it. Didn't want to do more than that. Just wanted to say hello and get the photo and get out. All right, great work, fucking. That, that's fantastic. Thanks for sharing that. So, the show, Queensryche, Judas Priest, go. What do you got? Queensryche, I mean, uh, they opened again this 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 leg of the tour. Uh, they did a little under an hour, and I will say uh, they sounded great. Todd Latore was uh, awesome. I mean, they play a lot of the stuff still from opening up with Queen of the Reich, doing things off at a warning album. They, they sprinkled in one new one, which I was happy to hear because I've, uh, for what I've heard of the new album, I think it's a really strong album. And, you know, for these short shows, 45, 50 minutes, they're not going to pull a lot of new ones. But they did do a new song called Behind the Walls, which I thought was really, really good. Um, crowd was into them and uh, was a nice warm-up. So um, Priest comes on about 9.30, and I think, you know, one of the reasons I went up there because I saw the set list from opening night in Connecticut, and this seems to be a trend with the band, that when they come through the States on a second leg of their tour, they tend to just scrap the whole set list from the first round and they rebuild it all from scratch. And, and not many bands do that. How many bands have you seen that go through two, three times over a two-year period? It's the same 20 songs. Maybe they change out one. Well, not Priest. And they did this on the Firepower Tour. And uh, this one, again, it was 17 songs. And I looked at it, and I think there were only four songs that were in the set list from the Spring Tour. Um, I will say the show, it was a little on the shorter end. It only clocked in at 90 minutes. Uh, Rob sounded great. I could tell he's still getting his voice back in shape. He, he was conservative with some of his singing, but always saved that energy for the high points and the key songs. You know, um, like I think like Riding on the Wind, I think was the second in the set list and he really, really ripped it on that high end and he had to hold that note at the end and beyond the realms of death. But, you know, there was definitely, you could see a little, not fatigue in the band, but there wasn't a lot of crowd banter. Rob said his few things, but there wasn't a lot of like, as much enthusiasm as maybe it was in the, the first round of the touring. It was almost like, here, we're here to show you, give you those 20 songs, and we're not going to say a whole lot, and we're going to be in and out of here in an hour and a half. And I had no problem with it. So, band sounded great. Richie looked healthy. Um, and, I, man, oh, man, I mean, if there's if there's anybody listening that, can, that, you know, knows this is coming to their town, you know, they're focusing on Screaming for Vengeance. So, like I said, they opened up with The Electric Eye, which was not – that was in the in the encores last time. And Riding on the Wind, they did the title track. Um, and they just broke it up. They brought a couple different ones in from Firepower. They actually played the song Never the Heroes, which was never played live until this tour. And really a great song. I love that on the album. Uh, maybe the highlight was probably around the midpoint of the show. They did Genocide, an extended Genocide, into Steeler into between the hammer and the anvil. And that was about 20 minutes of music. And I just was like, holy crap, where am I? I can't believe I'm watching this. You're right. Genocide is worth admission alone. Now, going back to what you're talking about, that specializing Screaming for Vengeance, 40 years ago on that tour, that's what they opened with. Uh, Hellion, Electric Eye, into Riding it on the Wind. And uh, again, I'll go back to the firepower actually it was the third leg of Firepower and they were playing little uh, little theaters and I actually drove up for Alb to Albany for that one as well where they almost just say you know we're only going to give you two or three of the traditional songs and we're going to really have fun for us because this is up there so I, I mean for a casual fan that wants to go here and hear all the same songs all over and over again they may have been disappointed may a little bit bored but it was not the case they weren't missed it's a new set list and how many bands can say they do this not many 
I will tell you, I was so stoked to hear about the the show, the uh, the Raven Riot Act show, and the whole Metal Mayhem ROC community that got together and huddled for that event. I couldn't be there. It was just too far away for me, but this was the icing on the cake. Whereas you guys built the cup cake and put that icing on top, I brought you the cherry and the Judas Priest cherry. Well spoken and well wrapped up. Well, Metal Walt, um, thank you for taking the time out before you hit the road. We appreciate it. I'll be heading out on the highway. <laughs> All right. Talk soon, Walt. Okay. Cheers, guys. Okay. There you have Metal Walt live from the road. As it happens, you can't get any quicker report than what we just had. Hey, uh, we're going to wrap things up right now, but before all of this Metal Week started, we ran a promotion. We were giving away a signed guitar by all the guys in Raven, and the only thing you had to really do is go to our website and sign up for our weekly newsletter. It's our way to invite you into our community and stay in touch with you on Shows, radio shows, uh, promotions. The winner of the Raven Sign Guitar is Paul Traumas. I believe that's the pronunciation. The Congratulations, Paul. I'll reach out with you and uh, we'll touch base and we'll get you that guitar. And as always, we appreciate the support. It was a great week for the Rochester community, all the bands involved, and us here at Metal Mayhem, and we appreciate it. So... Enjoy this episode. Look forward to some new episodes very soon. And as always, remember, keep it heavy. Have a good week, folks. See ya. Metal for Life. Thank you for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our website at MetalMayhemROC.com for information on podcasts, archives, links to all our live radio shows, and all sorts of info. Please like, follow, and share with everyone, even your non-metal friends. And always remember to keep it heavy. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.